things in the name of our Lord. Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is your Apostle Nicole Ruddick with Converting Souls Apostolic Ministries. And I am coming to you today with a message of the Spirit Part 2. The Spirit Part 2. The Spirit Part 2. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your love and your, and your spirit, God. I thank you that you teach us how to follow him. I thank you that you teach us his character. I thank you that you teach us his job in the earth, his works for through us. I thank you that you teach us we can be filled with his spirit. I thank you that you teach us we can work in the kingdom by his power. Have your way in today. Open up every eye and every ear that they may hear and see what the Spirit is saying to the church today. As I humble myself to you, Holy Ghost, have your way. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Spirit of the living God. In the name of Christ, the potentate King, forever and ever, Jesus, amen. The Spirit, the Spirit, we've talked about the Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, the Spirit in his different names. So we've been over the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, now the word, his name in the Spirit itself. We did part one already. We're going into part two because there's an abundance of understanding him as the spirit in the Bible. <clears throat> Let's start with John, the fourth chapter, the 24th verse. He says, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God is a spirit. Now, he didn't say <clears throat> the lowercase spirit. <clears throat> He's saying the word of God. Jesus is saying God is a spirit. In other words, the Holy Spirit is God. God is a spirit. It's a capital S. So what spirit is he talking about? The one I wanted you to understand. It is the wind, the invisible, immaterial, and powerful spirit. It is the Holy Ghost. It is the Holy Spirit. You got to understand, 
that God promised us in the Old Testament. He let us know aforehand that he will send his spirit. He will give us a new spirit. He will baptize in the spirit. He let us know aforehand. His spirit he would release in the earth. It is the breath of God in you. Called pneuma in the Greek. The breath of God in you. <clears throat> Second Corinthians. And by your spirit you worship him. Second Corinthians. The third chapter, the 17th verse. <clears throat> now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory even as by the spirit of the Lord. I want you to understand. Now the Lord is that spirit. We went with the capital S. They just said God is a spirit. Now he's saying now the Lord is that spirit. We are endued with power from on high. He is that spirit that is in us. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Liberty means freedom. Now you may think that freedom, when you think about it from the natural perspective, you have people locked up in jail. Well, guess what? If you're not in the local jail, if you're not in the state prison, I want you to understand what the Bible is saying here. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. In other words, you're not chained, bound by Satan. There is freedom in your spirit and in your life. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. The Lord is that spirit. And if you are baptized, if you are converted, you have his spirit. You don't need no other spirit. Because to have another spirit means you are still bound and there is no freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is freedom. And there is freedom. So that's another aspect of the spirit that we must understand. He frees us. The Bible says, let's go to the book of Luke. Let's go to the book of Luke. And this is a prophecy from the Old Testament, Isaiah. Luke 4, 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives. That's why the Spirit of the Lord is here. 
in you and in me and the preachers and the teachers and the evangelists and the apostles and the prophets and the bishops and the deacons to preach deliverance to the captive where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That's one of his jobs. We looked at some other jobs the last time I spoke on this. One of his jobs was to lead and guide us. He even leads us into testing before ministry. Another job is that he tells us where to go. He speaks to us. He gives us direction from God. The other thing is that he refrains us. He said, no, 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 you can't preach there. No, 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 I have, uh, 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 go to the next city. Another thing he do is lifts us up and take us away. Shows us the things of God in a vision or in a, in a, in a night vision or a day vision. In a vision or a dream. The next thing he does, let's go to Acts. That's why we need the power of God in our life. The Spirit of the Lord. The Spirit. The Holy Ghost. Acts the second chapter. Now we know him as the wind too. So let's, let's, let's. I'm just start reading verse one. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. A sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. A rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, with the Spirit of the Lord. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So another thing he's going to do is give you a gift from God. He is going to give you utterance. He's going to give you utterance. He's going to give you He's going to give you utterance. But utterance is only important in this case where you're before men and women if they can understand you. Otherwise, you need an interpreter. And that's another gift, another manifestation of the Spirit. So we must understand that the Spirit gives us utterance. They give us, he gives us utterance, not they. He's only one. Unless you're talking about God the Father and Jesus Christ, his Son, and the Holy Ghost. 
1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. Now, are there copycats? You learn people can try to give you utterance. They call them starter tongues. But that don't mean you have the Holy Ghost. I just don't want you to be fooled by it because somebody fooled me before. I just don't want you to be fooled by it. When your full tongues come in, see, I say, ikisi andaresia. When your full tongues come in, I don't want you to be fooled like I was. Part of my testimony is they gave me the starter tongue. And so when my full tongues came in, I didn't even know when I was being baptized because I had these starter tongues. That's my testimony. So I don't want you to be fooled. Because people fool you out there. First Corinthians 12, 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. To profit with all. Every man. The Spirit. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit. P-R-O-F-I-T. That is the only Spirit that's going to profit you in life. Now, you may take on these other spirits, but they're not going to P-R-O-F-I-T you in the kingdom of heaven. I want you to understand that. I want you to know that. They are not going to profit you because Jesus, God talks about them in the Old Testament. And he says they will not P-R-O-F-I-T you. And it may look like you're for a season, but that season comes to an end. Seems like if you use those spirits, you have to still kill and destroy. And that's a sign of Satan is working in your life. So the only spirit you actually want is the spirit of the Lord, the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, the spirit, the spirit. There is Romans 8 chapter, the first verse. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There is no condemnation for you. That means if you're following the spirit, it's P-R-O-F-I-T. It's profiting you. But if you're following another spirit, if you're following the flesh, your lustly desires, then it's going to bring condemnation to you. It's going to bring condemnation. Verse 
two, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. The law of the spirit of life. The law of the spirit of life in Christ hath made me free from the law of sin and death. You see that? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. And he is the spirit of life. It says the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. In Christ our Lord, our Messiah. In Christ Jesus. He had this spirit work, walking in the earth. And now he is that spirit again. Full of power and majesty. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death. So we shouldn't walk after the spirit. If we walk after any other spirit, we're in condemnation. But if we walk in the spirit of God, we are not in condemnation. I want you to understand 8-1 very clear. Understand Romans 8-1 very clear. If you're in Christ Jesus and follow the spirit, you are not in condemnation. If you are in Christ Jesus and follow the flesh, you will bring yourself back under judgment, which is condemnation. And I want you to understand that. You've got to understand 8-1 very clear. And without the Spirit of God, there is no freedom. Verse 4, or verse 3, for, no, verse 4, for the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. Who walk after the Spirit and not after the flesh. For they that are of the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. You've got to understand for the Spirit to profit you, you must follow Him. You must follow Him. Verse 10. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. <clears throat> if Christ be in you, the spirit is life because of righteousness. Don't be afraid to be walk righteous. All it is is you're upright in God's eyes and not in man's. The true men and women of God will see that you walk upright, that you walk in righteousness. And even some of the non-believers, they will see it. But then if they follow the people that think, oh, she don't sin doing this, she don't fornicate, she's self-righteous, she holier than now, 
then they're not seeing clearly. Those are people you don't want to follow. Why? Because they cause you to stumble. They don't understand the true definition of holier than thou or self-righteous. They just want you to sin like them. Let me tell you, you need to get into a group that believe in being upright with God. That's a sign of maturity. That's a sign you're walking in the kingdom, not just at church, but at home. Not just at church, but in your personal life. Now, it goes with verse 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk after the Spirit. If Christ be in you, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. It is P-R-O-F-I-T in you. It is profiting you. But who walk not after the flesh. If you be in Christ, the body is dead because of sin. You've got to have some temperance in your life. You've got to bring your body into subjection. You've got to know that you don't have to allow sin to have power over you. You are to choose the power over sin. Revelations, the 11th chapter. Revelations, the 11th chapter. <clears throat> and after three days and a half, the spirit of life. Come on, we just talked that we, we are on this. The spirit is called the spirit of life. The spirit of life from God entered into them and they stood upon their feet and great fear fell upon them that saw them. These were the two witnesses of God that was dead in the street. They were dead, the natural dead, and they left them there three days and the spirit of life entered into them. And so here you have the spirit of, the, of life entering into the dead. You are living right now and without the spirit of God, you are dead. Allow the spirit of life to enter into you and just like they, the natural dead rose again, so will you. Allow your spirit to rise. Allow your spirit to rise. God wants the spirit of life in you. God wants the spirit of life in you. The spirit of life must enter into the dead. It's going to profit you. It profited me. I have the spirit of life. Um, and yes, my life changed. Uh, and it changed for the better. It, I don't deny that when I was in sin and clubbing and drinking that, you know, I said it was fun. But I was dead. And that's the fun the dead know. And I know people going to take offense. But don't take offense. I'm telling you, I was dead too. 
but the spirit of life got a hold of me. And now I'm living. I'm living. Why? The spirit of life came into the dead. Jesus said, they that hear the voice, they that hear his voice shall live. I became alive. I became alive in spirit. I connected to the Father through Jesus Christ. He is an influence in my life now. I'm no longer among the dead, among the living. I'm no longer the dead among the living, but I am. I have the spirit of life in me. It entered into me even as it entered into these dead men and rose them from the dead. My flesh is dying or I put it to death. I mortified the deeds. I learned how to be temperate and keep my body under subjection. And that's what you need to do as a believer. You've got to understand the spirit of life needs to work in you. And when he, when he begins to work in you, Your life changes. You understand that the sin that had power over you, you no longer live under that power. There's a freedom no longer shackled in the and bound by chains of Satan. God wants to set us free. That's why the spirit he gives us the power to overcome. He gives us the power to be, to profit the spirit of life in us. Ezekiel, the 37th chapter. Ezekiel, the 37th chapter. And this is the chapter of the Valley of Dry Bones. And God was giving Ezekiel instructions. And he said, he told Ezekiel to speak to the wind. And everybody, every dry bone came back together and the man became a living soul. And here it is in verse 14. Matter of fact, let me go back up. He says in verse 10, So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and stood upon their feet and an exceeding great army. He says, Speak to the wind in verse 9. So to the wind he told him to say, Come 
from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. I am speaking to you today that you that are living but dead, that the spirit of life, the four winds, would breathe on you that you might live, that you might have a connection with God again, that he would influence your life every area. Don't hide no dead places in your life. It's time to open up. Open up to God. He said, I want the dead places in your life. I, I want you to live. The spirit of life is limited in you. I want you to live. In verse 14, he said, I shall put my spirit in you and you shall live. The spirit of life is in me and I'm living. And I try to allow him to have reign in every area of my life. But the area the devil wants, that's the area I refuse to allow another spirit in. That's why you got to know whose voice you're listening to. See, the spirit of life, God said, I tell you before I do it. And he gave us demonstration in verse 9 and 10. He said to the prophet, speak to the four winds and come upon these dead bodies that they might live. And he's given us an illustration of what he's doing inside of us. When we have the spirit of life that, was, that is in Christ. The spirit of life, the spirit of life. Do you not want his spirit, the invisible, immaterial power of God? Do you understand what God is saying to us? We must follow his spirit in every area. There are some areas in your life as believers that are dead. And you must allow the spirit in. He's saying you need to take power back. I want to free you from this. I want to free you from that. But you, you need my spirit. And only my spirit can set you free. He said, but I tell you aforehand what I'm about to do. So there are some believers I know here today that are listening to the sound of my voice. There are some non-believers that are listening to the sound of my voice. And God is saying, I tell you beforehand, I will put my spirit in you and you shall live. Some of you are going to change by the preaching of this message on the spirit of God. Some of you are going to change. And I may never know it. And that's okay with me because I know as long as I do the will of God and the work of God, uh, works shall follow. And I know when I stand before God, he is going to show me the people that he reached through me, whether by YouTube, by Anchor, by letting the rivers flow, powered by WordPress. Uh, it does not matter. God is going to show me in the end. So my laboring is not in vain. And I'm here because of you. I'm preaching because of you. I am doing my assignment because of you. Because God want to breathe on you. He want to breathe on you. He want to 
put his spirit in you. And he's showing us how the spirit of life can help us mortify the deeds of the flesh to stay alive, to be released from the shackles and the powers of Satan through sin. He is showing us. Romans the eighth chapter. Romans the eighth chapter. The 13th verse, see this Romans 8 is important for us as believers, whether you know it or not. It teaches us how to follow the spirit that we won't fall back into the shackles of sin and death. 8.13, for if you live after the flesh, you shall die. If you live after the dead areas in your life, you'll stay dead. But if you, through the Spirit, if you, through the Spirit, if you, through the Spirit of God, do mortify the deeds of the body, you shall live. If you, as a believer, continue to live in sin, Live after the desires of your flesh that is not pleasing or upright in God's eyes. You will continue to die in the spirit and eventually in life. But we all, it is all appointed unto man once to die. We all going to die because of the first sin with Adam and Eve. But I want you to say, I want you to know you can live while you're living. You don't have to be dead to God. Let him influence every area of your life. That's what he wants to do. And he's showing it to us that the spirit mortified the deeds of the flesh, of the body. And then you live. The spirit will help you put the deeds of the flesh to death. That's what mortify means, put to death. That means he's the spirit will help you Take control over that which you do not have. That which you do not think you need control over. He frees us. He sets the captives free. And I'm preaching this to bring you liberty. If you apply it to your life, it will profit you. Verse 15. For you have not the received the spirit of bondage again to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. See, when you're dead but among the living, you can't say, Abba, Father. You can't call him Daddy. You can't say, Dad. I need you. I don't call him daddy or dad, but that's that's some some of us do. I call him father. Heavenly Father. Now I, I know I can call him Abba Father because I have that spirit of adoption and I want you to have it. 
I want you to know that there is a fun side on the other side. And it ain't always about partying. It ain't, it ain't always about that. See, sometimes it's the, the utterance, the drunkenness in the spirit, the manifestation that he bring forth when you're speaking to someone. See, the, you'll never know it if you don't have the spirit of life, if you don't have the spirit of God. Even influencing you from the outside, you'll never know it. And he influences the believers. That's who allow him influence in their life. Believers. And he wants to get in every area of your life, not to make you holier than thou or self-righteous, but so that you can be so close to God. You can hear his voice. You can hear the sound of many waters. That means God is healing somewhere. He's healing something somewhere. Sometimes in the word of God, as it's coming forth, uh, there's a healing taking place. Uh, and that person's spirit has heard the voice of God. The sound of many waters, the voice of the Lord. Don't you need to hear his voice? Verse 16. The spirit itself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And I was, I was telling this testimony of healing because that's what God did to me. I heard his voice as I was reading his word. Uh, he said, I too am broken by whorish hearts. Um, and see, my heart was broken. And so at that moment, I heard the voice of God, the healing waters flowing through me. And I began to weep and cry that God understood my situation. He knew that my spirit needed healing. He knew I was broken from a relationship, a marriage. And he said, hey, I'm going to heal you right now. but by the spirit of the Lord. He said, I too am broken by whorish hearts. Uh, see, he know what you need to hear to heal you. But if you can't hear because sin, you can't hear because you're spiritually dead. You're the dead among the living. I want you to understand that the sound of many waters come from the living among the living. And the only reason why I'm different from you is because I allowed the spirit of God to lead me in my life. Now, God heals us at different times. This is not to say that if you're not healed right now, that you're not hearing his voice. But some of them, they hear through the preacher. It's got to be the right word in the right season. God fulfills healing in his time. So here we have verse 16. The spirit of God bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. The spirit of God bears witness with our spirit. And that's something you've got to understand. 
And he ain't a false witness. He's the spirit of truth. So when the spirit of God is bearing witness with you that you are a son of God, he is the spirit of truth. First John 5, 6. We're talking about the spirit of God here. First John 5, 6. Let's start with verse 5. Who is he that overcometh the world? But he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God. This is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ. He came by water and blood. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit that beareth witness because the Spirit is what? Truth. The Spirit is truth. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Ghost, and these three are one. So in other words, you need the true witness on the inside of you. You need the Spirit of God. And this is what I'm telling you. The Spirit of God makes you a witness for Christ. Uh, the Spirit of God makes you a witness for what's in heaven. The Spirit of God makes you a witness for what happened in the days that Jesus was born. And the days of his ministry. The Spirit of God is the true witness. And that's what we need today. The Spirit of God in your life and in my life uh, he's a true witness to what is happening the spirit of god the spirit of truth he is a true witness the spirit of truth let's go to to um romans the 20s the eighth chapter again Romans 8, the 8th chapter again. The 26th verse. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our infirmities. It helps our sicknesses, our ailments. He helps our ailments, our, our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God, He helps our places of infirmity of our sickness, of the spirit. Do you understand? And sometimes when your spirit is healed, your natural body is healed. If you're still having ailments, signs that you have sickness in your body, something is still wrong in the spirit and you're not free yet. The Spirit himself, he helps our infirmities. 
And he maketh intercession with groanings. You know, I, I listened to some of the witnesses of um, previous church mothers. And you can, you, I heard the sound before, and maybe. Their spirit is groaning at that moment. And then others groan in a different way. Now, verse 27 says, And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. He that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit. Do you know he who searcheth the heart is Jesus Christ and God the Father? He knoweth the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. He intercedes for you and me according to the will of God. And so when I pray for the believers or when I pray for people and I have to say, Father, he showed me his word. Remove the spirit of divination off their back. <clears throat> Remove the covering that's not of you. I'm praying according to the will of God. He tells us in his word, what is his will? His will is for you to have a covering that's of him. And he's saying, my spirit is that covering. So you have a covering that's not of him because it's not of his spirit. And that's in the book of Isaiah. So when I, when I pray for you according to the Bible, I'm praying the will of God by the Spirit. Why? Because the Spirit had to open up the revelation to me, had to give me understanding of how to pray for you. So the Spirit is interceding through my mouth, and God will respond to my prayers. Why? Because I opened up my mouth and allowed the Spirit of God to pray through me, and he said he honors the prayers of the righteous, those that walk upright with him. Acts 2, Acts 2, 4, oh, I've read that already. So the Holy Ghost, one act of intercession. Here in verse 4, I already told you they were filled with the Holy Ghost, and they began to speak with other tongues, and as the Spirit gave them utterance, as the Spirit was interceding, As the Spirit was interceding, he gave them utterance. And that is a manifestation of the Spirit working. In 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 and 10, 
But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. And what, what is given utterance profiting those men in the upper room? Every man heard them in their own tongue, and God was speaking to every man. Now all the disciples that was there, or the men or women that were following God there, that, that was endued with power from on high, the 12 men that God promised the, to told them to receive, Christ told them to receive the Holy Ghost. And they all received the Spirit at the same time. But they all uttered different tongues. And every man that was there heard them in their own tongue. So there was at least 12 different dialects. At the least. At the least, they had tongues of men at that time. But the Apostle Paul also teaches us that whether we have tongues of men or of angels, you know there are angelic beings. They have a different tongue than we do. And so I, I teach people or I've told them that when you can't interpret a tongue by one of the different dialects, then that's the tongue of the angel. But you have to know the dialect in which the person is speaking. And once you find that dialect, once you speak, once you find what language they are speaking, because that's what dialect means, once you find that language that they are speaking, then you can understand what they are uttering, what the intercession is. This is the manifestation of the Spirit. So I want you to understand that if you have the spirit of God, you are to profit, it's to profit every man with all. And I want you to understand that his spirit bearing witness with our spirit, Ephesians the third chapter. Not only does it bear witness with our spirits and that we know we are the sons of God, I want you to understand that in 3.16 Ephesians, this is what the Apostle Paul was praying because he understood the power of the spirit with our spirit. That, that God the Father will grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. There, your spirit needs the power of God. That's the only thing that can strengthen your spirit and it'll last. Sin weakens it. The flesh weakens your spirit. The flesh, the deeds thereof, weaken your spirit. But when you're led by the spirit of God and you follow the spirit, it gives your spirit strength. It gives it might. So you have to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. And when I pray that for believers, God will answer because it's the will. It's from his word. It's the will of God. Now, 
when people learned how I learned to pray, they started following that pattern. That's a great pattern to follow. I learned it from the Bible. How to pray for others. So that means I'm being a good example in the earth. And I take that and I hold to that. God, I'm doing your will that others want to follow. Giving all honor to God. Did I not just say, God, God. He wants to strengthen you with might in the inner man. And then what else does the spirit help the inner man do? It helps you that you know that Christ is dwelling in your heart by faith. And that you are rooted and grounded in the love of God. This is what the job of the spirit. It is P-R-O-F-I-T-I-N-G you. It is profiting you. Whether you know it or you can see it or not. I want you to know the spirit of God profits you. We know also in 2 Thessalonians 2.10 and 1 Peter 1.2 that the Spirit sanctifies us. See, the job of the Spirit in the earth is great. And I hope you desire him as a believer. And as a non-believer, I'm hoping that God would change your heart and mind and you will come into the salvation of Christ that you can experience the living among the living. And not be the dead among the living. That you will be come a sheep in the sheepfold. And that you will allow God to touch the areas in your life that's dead. And allow him to influence you. That you will be the living among the living. The spirit of God is what we need. The spirit of God, the spirit of God is what we need. The spirit of God. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. And I pray that this word bring deliverance and healing to the lives of your people. I, I pray that the spirit of God has spoken and their eyes and ears of understanding was awakened. That they may receive today what the spirit has said to the church. And that it do in their life to profit as your word says. Your word says the spirit of life causes us to profit. So, Father, this word that went forth today, I pray that it profit every man and woman, every boy and child, child, every girl and boy that has heard this message. Father, have your way in the name of Jesus. Baptized by your spirit. Breathe on the people of God today. In the name of Christ, amen and amen.
Breathe in, 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 breathe in